This is In the Know for Tuesday, February 14, the 45th day of 2023. There are 320 days left in the year. This is Valentine's Day. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, we're on Twitter. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll celebrate the big day of love, have some special love songs, talk about how your Valentine's Day is going to go, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I realize you're now in the middle of your final regular season of high school basketball. Final week oh, of the, the regular final week. season. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, it's uh, next week's the district tournament. Uh huh. But then I saw yesterday you already announced uh, GCHS 50, the 50th football season. Yeah, it is. It the, the the schedule has been unveiled and it looks different. Well, it's no Owensboro, no Bowling Green, yep. no South Warren. More Bullet Central, North Bullet. Who's that? Uh, Seneca. So that's Seneca their new district. That's their new district. That, that looks like. So when you go down the list, you've got Edmonds at Edmondson County, home against Marshall County. There's one that they've only played once in, in previous years. Okay. McLean yep. County, Butler County, at Moore, at Bullet Central, home against North Bullet and Seneca. And then they wrap up the year at Breck and at Hancock. Wow. At fifty, though, that seemed. See, I don't know. It seemed like a big, uh, seemed like a, a big number over there. So, yeah, there's the fiftieth football schedule for Grayson County High School over there in chair number three. It's Valentine's Day. We say good morning to Cupid himself. He's uh, he's drinking Red Bull, trying to give himself wings, just like <laughs> Cupid. Good morning. The Grayson County Public Health Director, Mr. Josh Horton. How are you? I'm well. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to. Uh, so you, I just see we all got the memo on wearing navy today. Uh, uh, strategic planning. That's good. I'm glad you all picked up on that. I didn't even have to have to communicate it. Uh, Valentine's Day is the day when uh, don't bother florists because they're stressed to the max. People that are making sweet treats and those don't don't mess with them. If you're waiting until today, you waited too late, so don't even don't even bother. And then don't talk to florists tomorrow as well because they'll all be sleeping and trying to recover from the day that they had today. Yes? I would have to say that's correct. Have you ever uh Christy has worked well, for a long time. She would volunteer with a florist back home on Valentine's Day and would spend the day because they need all hands on deck to try and, you know, run things around mm-hmm. and make deliveries. It's a very it's a very chaotic day if you're in that industry. But um is it a chaotic day in public health on Valentine's Day? Do well, any... actually, it's National Condom Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, funny, I didn't have that on my list. Uh, just I, that that one escaped me. I really thought you were going to say something about Heart Day, or uh-huh. Heart Month, or Heart. Uh-huh. I didn't, that too. I didn't really, Check up on your spouse I day or really, something. I didn't, or... I didn't really expect that one, but uh, uh, this is the <laughs> largest. Floral day of the year. It it's ahead me. of Christmas and Mother's Day in terms of the number of purchases. Most of those flowers, as you might guess, are roses. About 250 million roses are grown just for Valentine's Day, and more than half of those are red. The um, quintessential 
red roses for Valentine's Day. Your Valentine's Day is going to see some scattered showers, and but it will be warm, it will be windy, and we will see unsettled weather into Thursday. Scattered showers, gusty winds likely this afternoon and evening. Tomorrow looks quite windy and warm with a chance of seeing record-breaking high temperatures. But your Valentine's Day, 60% chance of rain later in the day, a high of 65. Rain early this evening with a wind advisory and an 80% chance, a low of 57. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 76. Is it just me or we've been having a lot of wind advisories lately? Like, is that is that theme or is it just... Well, that's, that's very intentional, Sam. They need things to help blow those balloons across the country. Oh, <laughs> they, I guess it's something. They got to have propellant for whatever these... I feel like these... we've had like three or four in the last six weeks. Since... <laughs> whatever these unidentified objects are, they got to have some, some wind propulsion to help them. Help them travel. I saw it was late last night that I saw some of the headlines, but Michigan State campus was on lockdown for a while because of a um, of a shooting. I know um, self inflicted gunshot wound to I think the shooter, and then at least a couple of people who died on the Michigan State campus there in East Lansing yesterday. I did not know until this morning about. A shooting over the weekend at a Paducah hotel where a man entered the hotel and fatally shot an employee. Arrested was 55-year-old Robert Pinnell of Palm Coast, Florida, and charged with, he was charged with murder, first-degree assault, third-degree assault of a police officer. Saturday morning, about uh, just before 10 a.m., law enforcement responded to a report of an active shooter at the Best Western on uh, near I-24. Officers discovered a female shooting victim on the floor. The victim was a hotel employee and was suffering from multiple gunshot wounds to her head and body. The investigation showed that Pinnell assaulted a male and female in the parking lot of the hotel after they could not give Pinnell a cigarette lighter, according to the sheriff's office. He then entered the hotel with a handgun and walked down a hallway where he shot the female victim multiple times. Is there a connection between the... It says Pinnell was staying at the Best Western. He dropped the gun, walked out of the hotel. The female shooting victim died Saturday afternoon. No uh, context or between the two that uh, at least aware of in that story. Just senseless, senseless violence. The uh, GOP-led House Oversight Committee, led by um, Kentucky Congressman James Comer, has kicked off an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. They issued a bunch of a series of letters yesterday to current and former Biden administration officials for documents and testimony. The um, Republican chairman of the House Oversight Committee and the subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic requested information from several people, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, surrounding the hypothesis that the coronavirus leaked accidentally from a Chinese lab. I did think it was uh, odd. The Associated Press identified, recognizes James Comer as being from Tennessee. Mm. I'm like, nope, you got that one wrong. Uh, he said that Republicans will follow the facts and hold U.S. government officials that took part in any sort of cover-up accountable. His congressional district doesn't take part in Tennessee. It, it, it could. Takes... It could eventually. Well, it brushes up against Tennessee. He's got uh, Tompkinsville, which is uh, well, just then, across the river, just across the line from Salina, Tennessee. Well, then, and I mean, then he's got... touches all of it down the yeah. down through the Jackson Purchase in that direction. Josh, from a public health standpoint, do we need to continue to pull these threads to figure out where it really came from to try and prevent it in the something similar in the future? You know, I don't have all the answers. What I will say is this virus has been politicized so much. Um, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's a virus, and it's spread, and it's killed a lot of people. 
And I think that, unfortunately, a lot of people have gotten tied up in to the uh, crossfire of all this. And unfortunately, it's been a lot of public health people and a lot of healthcare workers. So I hope whatever answers, I mean, you know, the origin of, of the virus is important, but I hope it's not just being led on pure politics. And I say that regardless of what either side is, is right. it's been politicized on both sides. I'd like to know we were getting the answers without it being viewed through a politicized uh, prism. Even if you think, uh, if, even if you think that like these balloons the Chinese balloon in particular, the one that we know of, you think, well, that's that's not connected in any way to COVID. Well, I would certainly hope not. But it, it, if for some reason China were looking for ways to immediately disrupt Americans and drop some type of weaponized biochemical whatever, maybe they're just floating test balloons to give them reconnaissance on how it is that we're going to react to those types of situations. And so, uh, again, I go back, if you could peel the the politicization away from it i would like information and i would like answers but too oftentimes these days it just seems like grandstanding and it's just a game of political gotcha or what if they're aliens well believe it or not depending I know upon that's your, been that's been the conspiracy d- yeah. depending upon your news source though <laughs> yeah, right? i saw last night that's been debunked and i'm like okay good we can we can rule out yeah. extraterrestrials See, that's what they that's what they want you to think uh, right? this whole thing freaks it, me out i've watched signs way too much it was it blinking it was Somebody from the Biden, uh, yeah, but somebody from the Biden administration said yesterday that it's not extraterrestrials. Okay, I think good. that was well. We can all sleep safe. Yeah, I was. I was wondered there for a minute. <laughs> I was, was going to be kind of hoping that there'd be Reese pieces lined up across Montana, like that, like the Meatballs movie, the the DreamWorks. Was it with Friday with a Chance Meatballs? Yes, yes. Following a two day investigation, a Grayson County man has been charged after allegedly stealing a truck. From a farm supply company and attempting to steal a truck from an Aneta property. First responders re- uh, responded to or were dispatched to Dickey's Mill Road in Aneta to a possible theft in progress. Deputies observed a flatbed truck stuck in a yard. While talking with the suspect, 46-year-old Eric Thomas Hack of Clarkson, police encountered walk- him walking near where a flatbed truck was stuck in the mud. He was attempting to remove a 1994 Chevy pickup from the property with a flatbed truck. In addition to becoming stuck in the mud, the flatbed was out of gas. Uh, Subsequently, at another location, at Ambassador Shores Drive, Hack had been observed running from the property after being spotted. While investigating that complaint, police noticed that a trailer had its door pried open and two vehicles had the gas caps open and hanging loosely as if tampered with. Hack did not have permission to be on the property. Citation states the owners told deputies that the trailer and gas caps had been tampered with. He was arrested and charged. The following day, deputies discovered Hack had stolen a 1997 Dodge Ram flatbed pickup truck from Otis Bryant Farm Supply in Caneyville. He likes the older trucks. He likes flatbeds. Mm-hmm. Classics. Mm-hmm. Must have been needing to haul that's, that's, something. That's a, uh, it's a bad luck, though, that you, you, get, get it, you stole it, you stuck it in the mud, and then it's out of gas. That's... That's fate. Serves you right. uh That's that's the trifecta there. The sixth annual Empty Bowls fundraiser is returning to an in-person event on Monday, uh, President's Day. That's the 20th at St. Joseph Parish Hall from 4 to 7 p.m. It's a simple soup supper where each meal ticket purchase will provide the food pantry about 100 meals for local families struggling with food insecurity. There are a plethora of of bowls that you'll be able to use and uh, 
be available for you to take home and add to your collection. Some from amateur artists, some from professional artists. Mm -hmm. So that will be Monday evening, 4 to 7, St. Joseph Parish Hall. And not to mention soup. That's right. Mm -hmm. I don't want cabbage soup. I'll entertain the other ideas potato for soup, soup, but no. I, yes, mm-hmm. I do potato soup. Well, I'm sure your wife doesn't want you to have cabbage soup either. She loves cabbage soup. She really? really like, oh, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I hate it. I don't like cabbage soup at all. <laughs> I'm uh, for her. Secretary of State Michael Adams and Senator Julie Rocky Adams of uh, Louisville announced the introduction of legislation known as the Safe at Home Act aimed at protecting victims of domestic violence, human trafficking, and other sexual offense. The bill is designed to bolster the current Secretary of State's address confidentiality program by allowing victims of domestic violence to participate in the program without a protective order and to mask their addresses on all publicly available government records going beyond more than just the voter rolls, which is a protection that's been available for about 10 years. Secretary Adams said Kentucky has one of the highest rates and in some surveys the highest rate of domestic violence in the nation. What's even worse is that government makes an unnecessary publication of individuals' physical address. When a victim leaves and decides to find a safe place, often the abuser is able to find her through easily accessible and free public records. Mm. Information travels so fast in the 21st century that you didn't have to worry about so much in uh, even you know 20 years ago. People didn't leave quite the data footprint that they do now. And, yeah, I mean, a simple Google search or, mm-hmm. you know, when you have to register for this or register for that, there are all kinds of uh, depositories for public record information. You just search somebody's name and for even a few dollars, you can get a complete dossier on someone and their addresses and their phone numbers and that type of thing. So the ability to protect protect these identities just to make it not so simple for a ne'er-do-well who would try to do harm to someone to show up on their doorstep, I I think is certainly should be considered. And I think they've been given some, the Public Protection um, Committee, I think, has given them kind of the high sign, like, yeah, we're, we're on board with you here. So I doubt that that will face too much uh, of a challenge. I'm Seem, glad to hear that. Seems practical to me. Yeah, I don't know the nuts and bolts or how that works, mm-hmm. but... It sounds worth doing to me. To reduce the number of vicious dog attacks in Kentucky, legislation has been filed that would keep pet owners from having any dog for five years if their current or previous animal is involved in more than two dog biting incidents. Representative Chad All, who is a Democrat from Lexington, worked on the bill with a constituent, Sarah Bogusewski. Nailed it who was bitten by two dogs last March. It is alleged that the dog's owner had animals that were involved in other attacks as well. Under the measure, if an owner's dog or dogs attack someone on more than two different occasions, the owner would be prohibited from possessing any dog for the next five years. The fine would be elevated as well from the current 10 to $100 penalty to $250 per dog involved. In addition, his bill would require animal control officers and any other law enforcement agency responsible for impounding or killing a vicious dog to keep a record of the incident for at least five years. 
All right, I know animal control is involved in dog bites, without a doubt. Josh, does it brush up against health in any way? Like that's exactly what I was vaccinations and things. It made me wonder. You know, the, the old if you get mm-hmm. bit, you might have to get a rabies shot and mm-hmm. all that. Does so? I didn't know if public health in any way. Yeah, we actually quarantine animals. You do, um, and okay? Then, yeah, and then if there needs to be testing done, you know, the health department is involved in that as well. We got to make sure that if there's no vaccination records or whatever, we follow up with that. And um, so, yeah, it's it, I wonder who's the big uh, million dollar question is who's going to enforce this? Um, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying who's going to enforce it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, OK, so now I understand your inquisitiveness. You were mm-hmm. thinking they're going sh- to show up on my doorstep mm-hmm. saying, guess what? You get to enforce yeah, this. Instead of just quarantining. Now you get to your environmentalist gets to tell them that, you know, hey, you're right. not supposed to. You're, you can't have a dog now for five years and all this other stuff and coordinate to get the dog catcher to come out and get your dog. Yeah, it sounds like to me, though, that it would be it would kind of be routed through animal control through law enforcement which has actual policing powers Mm -hmm. but they would still rely upon their allies in the health community to make sure from a quarantine and a health standpoint that everything is 10-4 you're not a law enforcement agency they're not a healthcare professional Mm -hmm. so i'd say it's a collaborative effort there you go collaboration Mm -hmm. we'll see (laughs) just make sure it's like a 50-50 collaboration. I'll tell you what, it's scary. They though, carry Mark. half, you carry half. It's scary because some people get very upset over their pets. I mean, we oh. have to quarantine them. Like, we've, we've had environmentalists who've been pretty much ran off properties and threatened, and it's not a fun job. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You know the old adage, there are no bad dogs, just bad owners? That's kind of what this is bearing yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah no, is the, the owner needs to be responsible like, for. Most dogs I like better than most people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah I can I can see. <laughs> there were a couple of good dog commercials. The one the one about Wait. the mom, like the dog that she got as a puppy and then uh-huh. she grew up and that was. I still like the darker. Amazon one. I do like the Amazon one. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, the vehicle one. What's the well? It doesn't matter the brand. The, the dogs are driving the vehicle. Oh. Subaru. It's Subaru. I didn't see oh, that. I didn't miss that. Was that on that. the other night or is that in general? That's in general. Okay. They, oh, okay. they did a whole say, theme of dogs. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, no, I've, I've not seen that one. Yeah. Speaking of Kentucky Secretary of State Michael Adams and his role as the state's chief election officer, he announced more than 300,000 inactive voters have been removed from the rolls. Since he took office in 2019, the 300,000 figure includes 127,000 people who were purged from the list of eligible voters on Friday afternoon. When you leave the area, when you move to another state, you most of the time fail to tell the state you're departing, hey, I'm moving and I'll be registering to vote somewhere else. And when estates are settled, most often, of all the myriad things that executors of estates have to do, they don't really think so much about we should let the Secretary of State know that the you know needs to be removed from the voter roll. So there's just inherently this buildup of uh, bad data that's on there and so trimming 300,000 off there is a good idea but what makes it funny is what what makes it of interest to me a lot of times when you close these accounts when you settle when you close utility accounts oftentimes there's a deposit involved you get your you're making sure you go to satisfy these things so you get the deposit back or you settle these other affairs because there's a financial penalty if you don't If we placed a premium on voting and the right to vote or the ability to vote and we had a deposit, 
Yeah. We we would be more likely to go uh-huh. tell the voting registry, by the way, we're moving over here. Uh-huh. We want our deposit back so we can go do the other thing. So until we get to that point, we're going to continue to have to purge these things uh, every once in a while. say that that will never happen. Yeah, that is, uh, that is not going to happen. But it's funny how people, when there's dollars involved, they're motivated to help settle the, you know, settle the matters. If there's not, they're like, ah, who cares? What are they, what are they going to do? Sam, big night at Grayson County High School last night, or busy night at Grayson yeah. County High School last night. A non-conventional, an unconventional doubleheader, if you will, and boys played first and early. Yeah, Cougars beat Meade County 58-50. It snapped their losing streak, so they picked up their ninth win of the season last night. The Lady Cougars came back, and they played Muhlenberg County. Uh, Muhlenberg County's good. Lady Cougars did not play well. Coach Johnson wasn't very happy with the defensive effort, especially in Muhlenberg County, came away with a win there. Uh, Muhlenberg's got a really good player, Stewart, uh, down low. She's, she's a really talented post, and then... We'll be spending our Valentine's Day, at least I will, at the Cougar Den tonight. And the Cougars will take on Davis County at 7.30 p.m. We got to see a lot of Davis County during the Owensboro Health Holiday Classic. So it'll be good to see them again, see how both teams have improved. And hopefully the Cougars can pick up the 10th win of the season. Do you feel more prepared for the game because you well, had to is, see them it before? It is amazing you know, how rosters. much, like whenever I see Butler or Whitesville or Edmondson, it's amazing on how much just little things pop out to you when like last night I hadn't seen Muhlenberg County in girls basketball in a couple of years so it's amazing how you just don't Mm -hmm. you don't pick up on the little things that you do but then once you see the player you're like oh yes I remember you yeah so love will be in the air tonight at uh, Grayson County High School and then I'm seeing where UofL is going to hang a new banner in honor of the 2013 national title team (laughs) they could put the the caption will say 2013 final coaches poll number one (laughs) Hey, you know the best way to draw attention that you were stripped of a title? Put a banner up saying, um, we didn't win the national championship. <laughs> All right, it's Valentine's Day. Glad you're around. Josh Horton is our guest co-host today. Going to get to a break. Got more on the way. We'll have some more Valentine discussion coming up here on In the Know. Today is, of course, Valentine's Day. The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine, all were whom, all whom were martyred. Uh, one for performing secret weddings for young lovers. Pope Galatius declared February 14th St. Valentine's Day around 498 A.D. And, of course, as we talked about earlier, Valentine's Day ranks number one in terms of the most flowers sold and delivered. Almost half of all marriage proposals occur on Valentine's Day. Mm. Today is Donor Day. Today is Have a Heart Day. Today is Library Lovers Day, and still scouring my list, uh, Josh, I don't see the one you mentioned. <laughs> I swear it's so on there. I think that must be some type of insider health <laughs> professional uh, day, because it's not. It's definitely not on I'm my sure, list. I'm sure Christy's celebrating the Library Lovers Day. Yes, that's one of the reasons I mentioned it, because she's, uh, she's a li- library lover. I did run across some interesting, well, I don't know, they're truthfulness may be sketchy um well now here's some valentine's facts i think these are these are actually true teachers receive more valentine's day cards than anyone else that makes sense yeah if you got 25 pupils in your room you're probably guaranteed somewhere around 25 in addition to people of clarkson please listen up in addition to being the unofficial patron saint of love saint valentine is also the patron saint of beekeepers okay all right. Lovebirds are actual birds. It's the common name for the 
Agapornis birds, uh-huh. which is a type of parrot native to Africa. Remember, Dennis Cook taught me about those. He did. Uh-huh. He's a big bird guy. Yeah, he loves birds. Mm-hmm. Candy hearts were originally developed as throat lozenges, and the average person spends two weeks of his or her life kissing. I can I can definitely see that about the, the throat lozenge. You can? The yeah. whole kissing thing to me is depressing because if you're single, that's probably not, not quite that. Well, but I mean, you can, <laughs> but the thing is you can cram... You can you you got to cram your two weeks into your life somehow. You know, just greater, higher concentrations at times. The best Valentine's Day candy, Brock's Valentine's Day tiny conversation hearts. Yep, I feel like that's just the nostalgia. It's obligatory. Uh-huh. Isn't it? Those are the ones that come in the little box and they have uh-huh. like love, uh-huh. be mine, and be mine, or and they really, if we're being honest, kind of taste like chalk a little bit. They really, they uh, taste like tums. They're yucky. Uh-huh. I don't know when I've eaten one. Reese's peanut butter hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really should be number one, but you can't beat nostalgia though. Cupid mix M and M's. Cupid's mix M and M's. Not seen those. Hershey's hugs and kisses. Are are those the? Are the hugs and kisses, are they the swirl? Are they the white chocolate and the and the I'll milk get, chocolate? I'll give it a Google here. Hugs. I don't know what. And kisses. I mean, I know what the kisses are, but I don't know what the hugs are when it comes that to I don't think it is. Hershey's. That's just some uh, random t-shirt. And, uh, yes. It's, yep, it's, the, it's like a chocolate and vanilla swirl. So it's the swirl. Uh-huh. And then uh, Sweet Tarts Conversation Hearts. Now, I might be more about those. Yeah. I think the Sweet Tarts are probably a little bit better than just your regular Conversation Hearts. I'm just curious as to why. Why does the swirl make it a hug and not a kiss? Um, I guess because they just had to have an, something opposite uh-huh. of the other. Uh, 1916 is the year that Hallmark Valentine's greeting cards first appeared on store shelves. I'd love to know what they're like. What do they make this week every year? Like as a company. 145 million is the approximate number of Valentine's Day cards exchanged industry wide every. February 14th. Now, that's according to Hallmark. So these days, 145 million times seven. Yeah, I was, I was I mean, even, even going to be generous and say four. I remember when greeting cards were like a dollar. Buck 75. You can still get them like that in some places. Uh-huh. 23.9 billion <laughs> is the total amount last year that Americans spent on Valentine's Day gifts for partners, friends, kids, pets, and more. $25.9 billion is the total amount Americans are expected to spend this year. So another $2 billion. Inflation included. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's, it has to make the difference, surely. 32% of people, one-third of those on Valentine's, the one-third of those who celebrate Valentine's Day are planning on giving out a, giving out a gift of experience. So tickets, going to a movie, going to That's kind of what you and, you and Christy do yeah, a lot, right? That's typically yeah. what, we, what we do. 52% of people, more than half of Valentine's Day consumers, will spend an average of $192.80. On Valentine's Day? one ninety-two eighty. Wow. Seems so. <clears throat> if you get a dinner involved, yeah. you, you can hit that really easy. And a little of course, champagne. Of course, that's always so. It's money allotted to pets, friends, coworkers, teachers, and classmates. So say you get, you know, your kid something, you get your spouse something. I mean, you I didn't know people get their dogs and cats something for Valentine's Day. Mm, uh, it would yeah. shock me if my mom got our pets something. And I mean, I have a dog Valentine's. and he's spoiled, but I couldn't imagine because he's not supposed to have chocolate. 
So well, you can get a. I'm, I'm sure I, I would be surprised. My mom's watching. I'd be, I bet she bought like a stuffed toy or something for him. What about Sweet Tarts conversation? Tarts for the dog? Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I have no idea. One, one of their dogs will 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 eat anything. Uh, so it wouldn't shock me. Maybe like some conversation doggy bones or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, sure. I'm sure milk bone yeah. makes some special <laughs> if, treats. If, for if not, we just uh, came up with a million dollar idea. They're not missing. They're not missing an opportunity on that. I assure you. You know, for a long time on the show, we have uh, since uh, 2011, we have uh, loved the notion of what weird laws we have in the United States of America. And in Kentucky in particular. So I ran across a list of these, which kind of struck me as odd. In Alabama, it's illegal to dress as a member of the clergy unless you are one. Really? Does that count Halloween? How do they? Uh, yeah, that's that's a really secret handshake. Thin... How do they classify as to what is? So you just can't wear the robe. Okay, and all that. You know the collar. Uh-huh. The priest collar or the... Well, in some religions, could, I mean, it's just as simple as people laying hands on somebody and praying over them, and then they're they're ordained. So I don't mm-hmm. know how you could... Can, can we not wear, like, what... I mean, Dennis has been rocking, like, his, his blazers and everything. Does that mean we're not allowed to wear blazers anymore in Alabama? Maybe. You I do. think they're thinking about, like, the, the, the little white uh-huh. clary. Mm-hmm. Or the habit, like, yeah. dress like a nun. Uh-huh. In Alaska, do not operate motorcycles or loud power tools at night. Um, I, that's not a bad thing at all. But there are day, aren't there portions? Isn't there times of the year in Alaska where it's never daylight, uh-uh. like it's dark all day, and then well, yeah, for like periods where hours, it's light yeah. all day. So you that can't would use really, your power saw. Yeah, that would really limit you. In Arizona, you'd better not interfere with a claw machine or crane game. The claw. <laughs> what like? Stick your hand up in there? No person shall alter the game so the claw is unable to grab prizes, display prizes in a way where the claw is unable to grab those prizes, use money as prizes, or award prizes oh. in the game. So this well, is this is for the owners of the claw machine. That, that's right. But I'm curious to know, never, never are legislative bodies proactive. They are mm-hmm. only reactive, which says to me Arizona had a claw problem. Uh-huh. Or, uh, or one of the legislators... Got really mad one day. <laughs> he said, by all means, it's, it's, we got to pass this bill right now. In Arkansas, forget about beeping a horn after 9 p.m. at sandwich shops. Frowned upon. It, it's specifically at sandwich shops. That's what it says. Yeah, so I can what? still blow my horn going down the freeway after 9 o'clock. Just or at a donut what, shop. What if, uh, just not a sandwich shop. What mm. if they got a low score on their uh, health inspections? <laughs> in California, you can't eat frogs that die in frog jumping competitions. Well, that seems wasteful. In Colorado, in California, in California, interesting. The Calaveras County jumping uh, jumping frog uh-huh. festival in Colorado. You may not use upholstered furniture outside. Well, it just seems everybody knows that. Well, there goes putting your couch out on the porch. In Connecticut, don't sell silly string to a minor. I'm all for that. <laughs> you got to get carded to buy silly string. I'm in all Connecticut. for that. That's silly string stuff. Come on now. Wow. In Delaware, you can't whisper or use profane language in place in a place of worship. Wait a minute. You can't whisper profane language, or you can't whisper. Period. Because that's what you're supposed to do in a place of worship. If you got to talk. Hey. 
Or, you know, did you just, hey, give me that cough drop. The preacher has gone on way too long. You don't want to say, the preacher has gone on way too long. You don't want to do that. In Florida, don't feed the alligators. Uh, I can stand by that. In Georgia, uh, this is something the health department probably looks into. In Georgia, you can't have chickens crossing the road. I'm sure. That's yeah. a, wouldn't, wouldn't know what that's like. We have chickens in our parking lot. <laughs> I don't know where they come from. <laughs> Same. Not in our parking lot, you but know in why my the, driveway. You know why they outlawed in Georgia? They don't want the chickens to have to be explaining themselves. Oh, that's what it is. That's okay. why they say, don't cross the road. We don't want you to have to explain why you did it. I thought it was just something about Chick-fil-A being from there. In Hawaii, you can't post a billboard except in special cases. That's true. And my, it's a beautiful place. In Idaho, you can't carry a red or white cane unless you're fully or partially blind. Huh. Interesting. How do they, how do they prove that? Like, I, I know that you can get like a, but do you have to... Carry, like, a card in your pocket? Maybe. That's probably one of those things they just don't enforce. Yeah. It's just on the books. <laughs> in Indiana, you cannot catch fish with your bare hands. No noodling? In Iowa, you can't pass off fake butter as real butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Kansas, don't use playgrounds if you're over the age of 14. You can age what? out. Dang it. <laughs> you can't gamble at the airport in Maine. You can gamble everywhere else, just not the airport. Maryland, you can't use stench bombs. No stink bombs in Maryland. There's no drunkenness on trains in Michigan. Well, I'm not going to Michigan. And in Minnesota, you can't be charged with drunkenness. (laughs) I'm going to Minnesota. What do you mean you can't be charged? Like, they just don't charge people with it? You can't, like, you can't be charged with it. I've got so many questions involved in that. So there's some various laws from around the country that are intriguing. Going to get to a break. We'll come back. Got the most romantic movies. Got a list of those for you coming up here on In the Know. Did you know 44% of women say they'd like to receive a handwritten love letter for Valentine's Day? If it's going to need to be constituted as a letter, I'm going to need about a week head start. Because I can write about two lines, and then I need to rest for about an hour. And then I can come back and maybe tackle on another two lines. When's the last time you physically hand-wrote a letter? A letter? Yes. I'm because, not talking like a card. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. well, but, and notes don't count. No. You know, like, you sketch out a note. I'm on talking a, like even you, on a, you had a letter, and you had to almost put it in the mail. Uh-huh. Oh. Mm. No, I don't know. That's been I long. mean, it's been a long time. No, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even take a stab at when I, when I wrote It's just amazing how. Well, my life experience is also a little bit different because I am, I have all, uh, since I was a sophomore in high school, I've been an excellent typist. Like I, it was just something I really excelled at, and so from the from the time I learned to type, I wanted to type everything. So I was like, mm-hmm. forget that writing stuff. So it's just a skill that I don't really. And I use. don't have the greatest handwriting in the world, so it's no. I do good to read my own, uh-huh. but that's okay. Yeah, forty four percent of women. Now, okay. Do you think though that? You know how we kids, they go buy things for their parents and they make them something because they don't have money or the ability to go to the store and buy mm-hmm. something. And the parents go, oh, that's great. I love it. So, but if you just show up at the house today with a handwritten letter mm-hmm. and you just hand that off and go, well, 
Or even, there There you go. That's yeah, what I heard yeah, you yeah. wanted. You're probably going to be sleeping on the couch. Okay. I was wondering because it, it needs to be, the letter really probably needs to be part of an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Can the Can the handwritten letter then negate the card? Do I have to spend the seven bucks on the card if mm-hmm. I've done the letter? I mean, who really it, keeps, let's be honest, okay? Who really keeps cards? Like I've learned with my niece and nephews. Do you? I got boxes of cards. Boxes and boxes. They open the card basically to see what's in the card, and then the card gets shoved to the side. And if there's no money, no gift card or anything else, well, they're done with it. I save cards too because I'm sentimental like that. I I just I got boxes. I have shoe boxes full of greeting cards that I've been given. Well, good for you. I don't. I don't necessarily keep all the envelopes. But I keep all the cards. I wish everybody oh. did because there's a lot of thought into it when you go and pick a card. Mm, hand-delivered part. Now, I just want to make sure she means from Dave, not from Sam. Yes. Right? I, because, I would assume so. Well, especially because I can't hand-deliver yeah, one today. Well, I use, the ex- I use the example, though. You know, uh-huh. your kids get a pass on, uh-huh. I'm, you know, I cut up some construction uh-huh. paper and I used a half a stick of glue and I wrote, like, I heart I, you on the you, outside. Do you know what Alea is? <laughs> it, like, what's her... I'll find out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to report now, I've back. seen the Valentine's Day box. I saw the box get made that she oh, took to school. that's right. I forgot about For those. Valentine's Day. So, but nonetheless, here are the, if you're trying to pick out a movie to watch this evening, here are the top five romantic movies, according to critics. It's not my list. This is a list that I ran across at, how about the top four? Uh, number four, to all the boys I've loved before from 2018 is a Netflix teenage rom-com. Never heard of it. Number three, Always Be My Baby from 2019. Never heard of it. It's apparently got Keanu Reeves. How do I miss a Keanu Reeves movie? Okay. Number two, Pride and Prejudice from 2005. Here nightly, yeah. And in 2010, Valentine's Day, Julie Roberts, Jessica Biel, Ashton Kutcher, Bradley Cooper, Taylor Swift, and more. See, I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to tell you of a movie because it's not on there. Okay, you've got mail with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. You've got mail. Do yourself movie. a favor, yeah. listeners. You've got mail. It is a. It is one of Nora Ephron's best. Without, I was gonna say you just had to doubt. say Tom Hanks. I know he. You've been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's part of that. I mean, it's a really great one-two punch between you've got mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Like those two together mm-hmm. in the Tom Hanks sphere are very. Are very good. Did you hear the news that Rihanna was successful in hiding her pregnancy during Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime show rehearsals? See, typically news like that will leak out. Mm-hmm. But apparently they were able to dress her in baggy enough clothing during rehearsals that mm-hmm. no one was wise enough to say, to plant it with the paparazzi or the media and say, hey, Rihanna's preggers. So... That's that's a feat in and of itself. So congratulations to them for that. Yeah, I mean, your show was entertaining. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I saw it again. The NFL Network last night showed the game again, the halftime show, and I I was reading, so I just put it on in the background, and so I didn't I didn't hear it, but I saw it again. So that's still those stages, those moving stages are just yeah. I saw su- it, super impressive. Somebody to me. shared it on Facebook. It was the uh, it looked like a marching band. Uh, Drill sheet yeah. of everything moving around and everything. It was really cool. Oh, that would up be the, awesome. up the stage. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, I, uh, by I think the way, I can find it for you. The number five was the notebook. Mm. Mm. That's, um, gosh, that movie's 20 years old. That's a Nicholas Sparks movie. 
Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Rachel McAdams, and that's kind of where the world got their first look at Ryan Gosling, wasn't it? Kind of where that catapulted him to a different, a different level. Mm-hmm. All right, what are the entertainment news? Oh, um, <laughs> this has been funny. During the the Swifties are taking credit for egg prices improving. You know, if you've tried to buy eggs at the store recently, you notice how high they are. During the Grammys a week ago, Trevor Noah, when introducing Taylor Swift, said, thank you to all the Swifties for what you did to Ticketmaster. Now can you work on eggs? And she just grinned and said, they'll get right on it. Well, since the Grammys, coincidentally, egg prices have fallen. And so the Swifties are living it up going, hey, look is, what we did. We got egg prices taken. Is this going to get Christy on board? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> she, loves, she loves eggs. Taylor Swift fans. Oh, well, I like Taylor Swift, but I didn't know I was a Swifty. That's well, I, to be a Swifty though. I think you got to be like a if you're like a, a diehard. If you're a oh, Swifty, yeah, I just like her music. If, uh-huh. if you're a Swifty, Josh, you know, you know it. Uh-huh. You don't have to go like, well, what are what are Swifties? What do I you know? How do I not know these? So, if you were one, you you would you, you would know. Speaking of. Oh, well, I thought we were doing. T- we were going to do a little Taylor Swift, but apparently we're doing sixpence none the richer as we get to a break. So, congratulations to the Swifties for making egg prices better for all of us. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Will history textbooks in the future have screenshots of important tweets in history? I hope not, but probably so. I mean, don't in fifty years? Don't you think there will be famous things posted on but, Twitter that are historic enough to be in textbooks? Can, and will we have textbooks then? Can you no? Uh, can you think of a tweet though that has happened in the fifteen years of Twitter, give or take, or it's probably longer than that? That would be in a textbook right now. I think a lot of presidential tweets probably are worthy go. of uh-huh. uh, you know going back even to the you know to twenty sixteen. There are some things. I would also think that there might be some um, things that, whether it's Elon Musk or previous, uh, you know, Twitter space or Bill Gates or, you know, things that might be announced that it would just be weird to see the, you know, how they show it on television. It's got the Twitter logo and the handle and it's, it, you know what, a, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know what a tweet looks like to see one of those plastered in a textbook would just be odd to me. Will you have your own chapter then from when you were a shareholder? Clearly, yeah, it'll be it'll be defined. I mean, let's not overplay it. Let's not oversell it. I'll, I'll have a page. Well, I mean, but I uh, wouldn't have an entire. Right chapter. now, that'll be more than Josh and I have. So I think, <laughs> well, you know. right <laughs> on TV tonight on ABC, The Rookie. Maybe we'll get a paragraph on Bravo, The Real Housewives of New Jersey. What if I just go back and retroactively during my period tweet about you all, and then you'll be. By virtue of me tweeting about you all, you'll be in the book. That works. And then on NBC tonight, Night Court. Night Court. Should you be so interested? Did that come back? It's a reboot. I missed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's good too, right? They're probably in their fifth week, so if you've got Peacock, you can catch up pretty easily. I do. I'll have to check that and out. Cougars at Davis County, seven thirty on K one hundred five and K one hundred five Digital Practice. Cougars at Davis County. Oh no, home County. against Davis yeah, County. Say. Yeah, I'm no. Like, final home game of the year too. Oh. Yeah. Last time at the Cougar Den. Hmm. I saw Senior Night last night, or mm-hmm. I heard Senior Night. 
Today's highlight in history, this day, 1989, Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini called on Muslims to kill Salman Rushdie, the author of the Satanic Verses. In 1876, inventors Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray applied separately for patents related to the telephone. In 1912, Arizona became the 48th state of the Union. I'm not sure that I would have known that they were the last contiguous state. Yeah, kind of hard to... I mean, I guess if you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah, but, but I would have probably guessed New Mexico. Well, and also when you think California is west of Arizona, mm-hmm. but Arizona was admitted to the Union mm-hmm. later, seems a little odd. It seemed like we just kind of deliberately worked our way west, but it didn't exactly happen that way. In 67, Aretha Franklin recorded Respect. Mm. Aretha. Kind of famously commemorated in that movie, Aretha, that Jennifer Hudson starred in. And then, of course, this five-year anniversary of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas oh, wow, that's shooting right. in Florida. Birthdays today. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg is 81 today. TV personality Pat O'Brien is 75. Drew Bledsoe is 51. How'd you know how he feels? Bledsoe? Uh-huh. Because, I mean, he's the one that Brady took over from. Yeah. Well. Like, it's just ama- it's amazing to think that if he would have never gotten hurt, I'm still mentioning his birthday. Yeah. Does that count for something? Yeah, if he if he had never gotten hurt, who knows if we'd have ever had Tom Brady. Gone but not forgotten, George Ferris in 1859. Ferris wheel, dude. Um, Mel Allen in 1913. Florence Henderson in 1934. She's got Wessonality. She's from... Uh, uh, she's from Kentucky. and um, Brady Bunch? Or no, what is she yeah, in? Yeah, Brady oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, she's yeah, Carol Brady. That's what I thought. Yeah. But she pitched a lot of products, including Wesson Oil, Wessonality. And Steve McNair was born this day in 1973. Mm. Air McNair. Gosh, so he'd have been 50 today. What a tragic ending. All right, let's go to chart toppers. Let's go to 1957. And did I mention 1957? Maybe. Apparently not. I spent all my money on Valentine's songs. And now I'm a chart topper. Oh, here we go. That's Johnny Ray. You know Johnny Ray. You probably saw him at the store the other day. Ah, he's Johnny with an I-E, though. Hmm. Yeah, Johnny with an I-E, which typically indicates feminine form. Do you know a female Johnny? Yes, I do. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've ever met a female Johnny. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go to 19... This is 1966 is where we're trying to time travel to. Stevie Wonder, number one, with Uptight. Everything's all right. Love the horns. The song's very horny. <laughs> you got a better way to describe it? <laughs> it has a lot of horns in it. That's what I said. It's brassy. Yeah, brassy. That'd be another way. That that doesn't negate mine. I mean, it's accurate. 1975, Linda Ronstead, number one. And... A real good Valentine song. Oh, 
That's the antithesis of Valentine's song. You know, some people will be singing it today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to 1984. Cool and the Gang, number one, with Joanna. Lots of horns in that song, too. Yes. Got that a lot with Cool in the Gang. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool in the Gang, very cool. 1993, Bebo Bryson, Regina Bell, A Whole New World. Aladdin. Is this on Aladdin? Yep. yep. Is the in or out on that? You know, it's not top tier. Uh-huh. Um, one, because it's hard to find. So that's been in the vault for a while. It's hard to find. It's hard to find the original Aladdin. <laughs> Let's go to O2. 21 years ago today, no doubt was number one with Hey Baby. It's a little different than the uh, the Hey Baby pep band song. Yes, much different. And let's go to 2011. What's well, been a while? Katy Perry, number one, with fireworks. Post Malone, number one, three years ago today, was Circles. You see where he got, uh, he wasn't allowed entrance someplace in Australia because of his tattoos. Mm. Well, it's hard to hide those. Yeah, not wrong there. He's got a man, I mean, like, Everywhere. It's a, it's a commitment. I think you could pull off some of the face tattoos he's got. Oh, I'm, a mar- I'm a marauder. Uh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Josh, thanks for coming in. No problem. Have thanks a wonderful. Did you get wings over there finally after having your energy drink? Uh, nah, no. No? Okay. Really. Well, ask, once, ask in like an hour. When right? you get off your chair, you'll probably realize. I'll fly you, right you, off the chair. You've got wings. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Love is that condition in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. Love is that condition in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Josh Horton, I'm MB and now you're in the know.